Hi everyone and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. We all go through testings because we all go through seasons. No condemnation in Christ. God just loves us so much. Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. I hope you are keeping well, keeping safe. God is amazing. You know, today, I just want to say thank you for it. It's Friday. Thank God for everything. You know, I think that is something that we need to constantly remind ourselves to be thankful. I know I've, I've discussed this, you know, previously, but it's something we need to constantly remind ourselves because we can be so easily swayed by life's busyness. So many things to do. So many, but in fact, even in the shine, we're like, oh, I'm so busy, you know, shining goes like that. We've got even thinking. God is amazing. Let's remember to constantly thank God. The fact that we have life shows that God is already a testimony in your life, no matter how things can be. Because once there's life, there is hope. Hope for better things, hope for greater things, hope for changes, hope for transformations. Hope is so key. There's faith, but hope is so key. And so today, I'm grateful today that God used me as a vessel for what he's doing. He could have used anybody else. But I'm here today thanking God that in spite of all, you know, and how imperfect I am, God still uses me as a vessel. I don't know what I will be or who I'll be without God. I can't see myself without God. And so each day I'm thanking God because without him, I'm nothing. I'm really nothing. So thank you for listening um, to me today. Before I start, sorry for the short talk. I want to speak about this question today. Um, it's going to be a continuation from what we started yesterday on deception. And in our usual fashion, I'll read the Bible, same as I read, read yesterday, and we'll discuss afterwards. And I pray, Holy Spirit, thank you for using me as a vessel. Thank you for continually loving me with the way you do. Father, Lord, I'm here to deliver what you have put in my heart. Holy Spirit, help me to deliver it the way you have put it in my heart, in the manner and form in which it should be delivered, through communicating in the right way, the words to use, how to say it, how to explain. Holy Spirit, give me the analogies, give me the insight. Help me to speak as you have put it in my heart in Jesus' name. And Lord, prepare the hearts of everybody you have ordained to listen to this message, everybody that needs to listen to this message, Lord. And speak to them individually and as a collective in the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Today, we're going to look at 1 Samuel 21, 1-6, and I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. David went to Nob to Amalek, the priest. Amalek trembled when he met him and asked, Why are you alone? Why is no money with you? David answered Amalek, the priest, the king sent me on a mission and said to me, no one is to know where anything about this mission I'm sending you on. As for my men, I have told them to meet me at a certain place. Now then, what do you have on hand? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever you can find. But the priest answered David, I don't have any ordinary bread on hand. However, there is some consecrated bread here, provided the men have kept themselves from the men. And then I go down to verse 8. David asks Amalek, Don't you have a spell or sword here? I haven't brought my sword or any other weapon because the king's mission was urgent. 
Then I go down to verses 10. That day, David fled from Saul and went to Ashish, king of Gath. But the servants of Achish said to him, Isn't this David the king of the land? Isn't he the one they are singing about? Saul has slain his thousand, David his ten thousand. David took these words to heart and was very much afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. So he pretended to be insane in their presence. And while he was in their hand, he acted like a madman making marks on the doors of the gates and letting saliva run down his bed. Akish said to his servants, look at the man, he's insane. Why bring him to me? Am I short of madmen that you have to bring this fellow here to carry on like this in front of me? Must this man come into my house? And I stopped there. Hmm. Yesterday we discussed um, how God was putting his hand on some of the flaws David had that he was supposed to correct during the season. I'm explaining that when God is taking us through a correction season, he puts his hand first so that we see what it is and we begin to understand what God is trying to correct us from. But a lot of times, even though God is correcting us, we may ignore it. And he keeps trying in various ways to do so. Here, God showed David twice that he had deception in him. And... That was one thing God was trying to correct in that season so lovingly before it became, you know, more visible. Because here, not too many people knew what David had done. So I have a lie to Amalek or I deceive Amalek and I deceive King of God. But when, you know, it happened in, in later on about Uriah's wife and all that, that was, you know, a large scale. And then his sons with his wives, many things happened to him afterwards. When you read these verses, you realize that David needed one thing as well. So even though God was trying to put his hand on deception, God was also trying to teach David discretion. David needed to understand the power of discretion. And discretion as it is are not deception. Because in this case, he couldn't tell Amalek that Saul chased him away. No, he needed to be discreet about it. But in doing so, he now decided to deceive Amalek, which was the problem. So he needs to learn the act of discretion. How to be discreet when, you know, these things happen. David was going through a deep part of our season where he was separated from Saul and the palace and he was away in order to protect his life. And in this season, God was correcting so many things which we would obviously discuss as we go. Now, also in learning discretion, one needs to understand what is discretion? What is discretion? So this discretion is the quality of behaving or speaking in such a way as to avoid causing offense or revealing confidential information. In this case, what was the confidential information? That Saul chasing me trying to kill him. And also, discretion can also be defined as the freedom to decide what should be done in a particular situation. Yes, there we had the confidential information of what was happening to him and Saul, and he could not reveal it to the world because it was confidential private information. But then that was where it should have ended. He didn't need to now join, you know, deception with it. And we need to learn a lot from this because I find out that in this day and age, things are changing, right? Before social media, if one is going through stuff or one has, you know, in, in my line of work, I deal with a lot of confidential information. One has to be very discreet because you can't have such a bunch of friend upon them because it can be used in ways that you don't intend it to be used 
but now in social media time your phone is a an amulet away you can go on click on live and you are global meanwhile you know back in the days when there was no internet or when there's no social media well you would have to now send an email or you know send letters in the mail and then ship it to different people you know it's such a longer process but with the way and the advent of social media things have changed but even in spite that we need to remember that we need to be discreet in the doings and dealings of god and even in our personal lives we shouldn't bring our social media to our rooms to areas where we should keep discreet and confidential I like to use, use the story of uh, Mary in the Bible. When Mary got pregnant with Jesus, while the angel was there, the angel told her about her cousin that was pregnant for John. And so she left where she was and ran to that place and stayed with her for three months when the baby was still cooking in the first trimester. Just so as able to, you know, protect what God had put in her while it is very vulnerable. If she decides to say, you know what? God has laid a, you know, child in me. And so I'm going to go, if it was now, I'm going to go on social media and start to record myself speak and tell the whole world why on how God has done this and what happened to me and, you know, display everything. Jesus will not have survived because first and foremost, he was referred to as king, which means that King Herod would have said, eh, who is this person? He would have killed Mary, you know, as fast as possible to avoid her even giving birth to Jesus. And so, in order not to kill those things God has put in us, we need to learn the act of discretion, especially now. We need to learn to keep information confidential that should be. I feel like it's a, a skill, but for me, because I have done this in so many years because of what I do, it's a no-brainer for me. But I will say that it takes a bit of getting used to where you have to understand what you can see and what you cannot see. Like, for example, God gives you a vision or a plan for you, right? In there and there, there are people that God would have, you know, highlighted to you to speak to about, to speak about those things too. Like, you know, for in case of Mary and um, Mother of Jesus had to go to see her cousin, you know, John's mother, Elizabeth. Now, those people obviously are key because you speak to them about, they'll pray with you, it is fantastic. But then there are many other people that do not have any business knowing until those things are solidified because you also don't know by those people now begin to bring in you know fears doubts confusion that to the point whereby the dream the baby god has given to you is no more because you are so drowned with the fears and the doubts that they are pressed in your heart so you have to preserve and protect this like a person in your life till it begins to birth and then everybody has to see it there's a time for discretion it's a time for making things, you know, public. Let's know the times and the seas that we are in to ensure that we are able to keep that plan, to keep that purpose alive to the time where it's strong enough to be better out. Another thing is that I would say is that if you would, if you think about it, when God puts something in your heart, even you, you are doubting yourself. You're like, ah, really me? Like if someone had told me <laughs> that I would do a podcast this time last year, I love at you because it's funny to me. Because I could not see myself that way. And so when God began to put in my heart, clearly there were doubts. And then I'm battling doubts. I'm battling so many things. So you do not want anyone else's voice that will come and reconfirm those doubts to you. To make it even stronger and bigger to you. It's why it's key to be discreet. 
only goes to the people that God has shown you. Okay, this person, that person, you know, God has said, okay, go and speak to that person about it or pray about it. Or and sometimes it's just between you and God for a while before you start speaking to anybody whatsoever. Because if you don't do that and start speaking to the wrong people, they will infiltrate your heart with doubts. They will not confirm your own that's in your own heart. To the point where you're like, you know what? Actually, God didn't speak to me. In fact, you are, you are so sure because you have so overheard and heard all the things that you should not hear that you begin to doubt everything that God has said. So discussion is very key, especially now in social media. Like sometimes when I look at social media, I'm like, God, like help these people, help them to know how important discretion is. There's not everything that should be there. And it takes wisdom and skill to understand what can be disclosed at time and what should be disclosed at time. If you go and disclose the whole vision of your life, someone else can take it and just do exactly the same thing. And guess what? God still gave it to you, right? Someone else, someone is doing it. And I want to go, God, oh, well, God gave us the word. He didn't say, go and tell everybody in the world. He said, do it X, Y, Z. There are actual processes to go through in going through the plan God has given to us. And so in many cases, sometimes God doesn't reveal those plans too much later to us. Even though he's working it so that we don't use our hands to even spoil the plans. May God really help us. But all I know is that practice makes perfect. So when you begin to practice discretion, think about it. Sin I'm saying, do I really need to say it? Is it necessary to say it? What's the importance? Audit our words, audit our thoughts. When we need to audit ourselves and what we are saying, we're going to be to get you know clarity on how to be discreet and who to speak to, who to open up to. So many things. Because you want to open up to people that God has called to you, not the world. They don't need to know. They don't really care less, right? They don't really care. So thank you for listening to me today. We pray God gives us the wisdom required to be discreet. The understanding of what it means to keep information as conventional confidential and only disclose part-time what we should disclose, especially when he's speaking things to us. And preparing us for things. And I pray God shows us our tribe if we do not know them already. Those that we can speak, you know, and the particular people we need to speak to about the various purpose and plans that He's given us and when to speak to them in Jesus' name. Pray that people God surround us with those that He's chosen for us. And we know everyone's role, right? In Jesus' name, I pray, man. Thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. I love you. Bye.